Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Danny Cola. On this episode, I get to interview and really have a conversation with two amazing people, one of them being Alexis Robertson and the other one being Anthony Mendez, Mendez Fitness out of Miami, Florida. It's a great conversation between two extremely smart individuals, and we go on a lot of tangents when it comes to fitness, social media, connections, psychedelics, optimization. It's a fun conversation. You can definitely feel the love between everybody, and I look forward to having a conversation with these two again. Check out Anthony Mendez on Instagram at Mendez Fitness. This guy knows what's up when it comes to social media, how to deliver value, uh, or how to deliver content that's extremely valuable. And even to other fitness influencers as well, like you pick up information from this guy because he knows how the systems work. He knows what the direction things are going in, or at least has an idea, an educated idea on how social media is working and where social media will go in the future. So enjoy this podcast. It was a great conversation and uh, that's it folks. Hope you love it. Hope you love it. Awesome. Uh, Anthony Mendez, thanks for coming on today. I really yeah, of course, man. No, no, I appreciate you guys even having me on here in this current podcast. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> know, you're like, it's a two-sub. Wait, it's a three-sub. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I, you know, like, who knows? I, I kind of, I didn't think that once I sent the link out to uh, Anthony that we would all be in here together, but so be it. Uh, Anthony, Alexis has been a friend of mine for the last, like, four months, and she's introduced me to so many different books and podcasts that have made my brain just kind of boom and uh it's just made me a better human being so i love having her around so she can be in on this podcast she's great anthony tell me a little bit about um your professional career right now i know you're training in, out of miami and you're building an awesome instagram and you're doing some great things with unconventional work talk to me a little bit about uh your career thus far yeah, man. Uh, first of all, I appreciate your, your guys' time and, and for having me on here. And, yeah, um, dude. I'm glad we finally got a time to get this done. I know we were talking about this for a little while. Oh, man. It's been crazy, dude. It's been crazy with all the stuff bouncing back and forth. And uh, now that I have my little one, you know, I got to make sure I give her time. And Congratulations. You know, that's, that's the most important thing. So I appreciate it, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, so talk, again, talk to me a little bit more about your career and what, what you're doing out there. Definitely, man. So, um, you know, I've been training for about over 10 years now, um, started at 17. And um, really, when I started entering this world of unconventional style training, unorthodox, um, it really started when I started exploring with certain trainers when I was working at an Equinox. Um, that's where I started developing this uh, new style and then getting out of there, um, venturing on my own and meeting other professionals, uh, taking certain work trust seminars. Um, and exploring this realm really caught my attention and, and it got my interest. And I saw the, the benefits, the more bang for your buck, um, the quality, the longevity of it. And I just fell in love um, and dove all in into this unconventional style training. I'm one of those that I also can't be doing the same shit all the time. I got to be doing different stuff. I got to have fun with my workouts. Um, I like to get creative with my workouts. I like to come up with new things from it. So this keeps me moving all the time. And as a person, you know, most of the times us that are in this kind of field, you know, we can't just be sitting down stuck somewhere the whole entire time. You know, we got to be moving up here. We got to move over here. We can't, stick, we can't be in one set environment. So, you know, this is one of the reasons also why I dove into this because I, I just knew it was just going to keep me moving. And um, I knew also too, just being able to be in this career is only going to keep 
me healthy as well and then be able to provide that for others so sure changing changing the way you look at fitness too like you can train anywhere with these tools now what what spikes my interest the most is that you worked for a corporate gym and now you ventured on your own alexis and i talk a ton about corporate fitness or corporate world and how it's not the best for overall wellness and health what didn't you like about working for a corporate gym that made you want to venture on your own Definitely. So, you know, first of all, I've worked with a few. I've worked, I started off my career with Bali Total Fitness. Ha, um, me too. <laughs> really? Yes, back in 2007, Bali Total Fitness. All right. <laughs> yes. I was, I was t- 2010. So I was there nice. for a year. And um, when they got bought out by LA Fitness, I worked with LA Fitness for about three and a half, almost four years. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, you worked with LA for that long, huh? Yeah, I was there for a while. Uh, this is dude. I was young. I started with Bally's at seventeen, man. Nice. So I started, I started as a, young you, as a trainer for both of them. Yeah, as a trainer, and then I became, um, you know, what they call their master trainer at LA Fitness, yeah. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. And but I just felt like I was like I, I need to take my level to to another, to, you know, to another level and another game. And I was like, this is this is not giving me what I want, the education wise. And I was like, I need to learn more. And I was starting to see on my own other things that people were doing, the more advanced stuff. Um, and I had to make that choice to, to jump. And my cousin in New York, she lived there for four years. She told me, look, um, Equinox is one of the better or great bo- big box gyms. Yeah, You're going to learn a ton. She's like, come out here. They're, they're hold- they have an Equinox Academy that they host. Come take it. You also get out of Miami for a few months and see how you like it up here. So I said, all right, let's do it. So I left. LA Fitness went to New York, um, and cool. I did the Equinox Academy course. Uh, was I was that? Almost, I, that was back in 2013, I believe. 2013. You know, Equinox, uh, Equinox is actually like on the on the verge of bringing more unconventional stuff to their gyms mainstream. They're doing a lot of steel mace now too. Yes, oh. yes, they're the one. They're one of the actual mainstream places that are bringing in steel mace, which is crazy to me. Um, I wonder like how they're going to approach teaching their trainers how to do this and like what avenues they're going to go with it. But I'm glad that it's becoming more and more mainstream. Definitely, man. I agree, dude. And I remember me going in as a trainer. So after I left the Equinox Academy and came back to Miami, became a trainer in the Equinox uh, Gables area. And, um, when I got introduced with Animal Flow, you know, it was practically brand new, at Equinox in 2013, the creator, Mike Fitch, he's actually, he was an Equinox trainer for like 10 years at Equinox yeah, Miami, South Miami right. Beach. So it was cool to have that. And then I'm um, learning the Viper um, and all that yeah. stuff. You know, I started entering that realm. I fell in love with the Viper, fell in love with the animal flow. Um, and then I had some really strong um, kettlebell coaches in my, in my uh, gym. We had, I think our gym at the time had the most Equinox strong first certified coaches so I learned a lot from them um you know I took advantage of that time and and when I entered that realm I just saw the quality the difference and I saw the 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 benefits it was bringing but I'm gonna tell you at first it was a it was a little struggle at first with a lot of clients to get them to do some of these things because even in 2013 2013 2014 a lot of people were were not really about this or open to learning these tools still not I think so yeah, still not, but you know what? I feel like social media has helped a lot with that. Oh, 100%. You know, because that's what helped me when I when I started hitting social media really hard in 2014. That's what really helped me set myself apart on Instagram and helped me blow up my Instagram because a lot of people were watching me do outdoor workouts that could be done anywhere with 
all these interesting tools and yeah. body weight. And a lot yeah. of people in Miami were like, where is that? That's cool. What is that? I've never seen that before. So that helped me build my business. And that's helped me, you know, at least in Miami, helped me spread myself apart or take advantage of that time where it wasn't as big as it is now. And it's still very young. Like you're saying, like it's yeah. a lot of people still don't know about it, but it has helped social media has helped push this training style, um, you know, to come out more into existence, show people that, you know, this is, this is really the most amazing way to, to be active and, and get your body to the most optimal state. So it definitely is fucking amazing. Like I love, I love incorporating all different types of those movements and putting them into like flow patterns and just kind of shut the fuck up, play some music <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. And just move. You know what I mean? It's, it's something that I'm very, very interested in, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm learning to teach, at, at a better level at a higher level i mean this is some this is some interesting stuff uh and somebody who's been really uh big in promoting animal flow obviously as you know francesca fit you know mm -hmm. she's down on it she's from miami too and she's mentioned yeah. like a handful of times and uh yeah man it's just interesting uh ways of moving now where where or how long did it take you to start implementing them in your own routine when you started seeing this shit? Were you just like, I don't know about it? Were you skeptical at first? Or did you just go jump right into it? Like, how, how did that work out? So was my that, first year at Equinox, yeah. um, I started seeing from the workshops and the certs that they were giving, they, you know, they give us free certifications and I would take them. But I was a little nervous at first to, you know, impl implement them just because I didn't. I wanted to be able to master it first myself before yeah. giving it. And that's where, and that's where like I, I go to, like sometimes my form is really shitty right in the, right in the beginning. And then the more you do it, like you notice it too, the more you become like really fluid in these movements. And then that transitions to barbell work, dumbbell work, exactly. sports performance, you know? Um, so that's why I asked like, how long did it take you to get into it right away? So it took me, I want to say right away, it took me within, in that first year, it probably took me almost a whole year to really start implementing it in my routines because i really wanted not just learn the movements i wanted to learn the language ah, of the movements. i wanted to learn learning. yeah man and, and, and that's what, what do you mean i have to i have to ask what do you mean when you say that when you say the language elaborate so on that. yeah definitely so like learning the cueing learning the coaching aspect of how to coach it to the person mm -hmm. um and also to like you know to show to call out the movements you know if i'm calling out uh, let's say an example, an animal flow kick through, you know, I want to be able to know that I know the language first before teaching it. Mm -hmm. So when I have my person go through these movements, I can just call them out and they know them too. And they're just flowing now. Also, no, any other also tool. I will say like, like me, you, Francesca, Primal Swolger, like all those guys, like, I think we need to keep the same terminology as well. So we're not confusing people, exactly. Like you're talking about a beast or a loaded beast. I used to say, a tabletop position or a child's pose with your knees off the ground, you know? So like, mm -hmm. these are the types of things that you bring up that are very important that somebody, you know, somebody like you, somebody like me, we have to understand that the terminology should be at least a little bit, uh, correlated. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we're not confusing people. So we're all at the same page here and we're growing this together, which is another big reason why, like I love doing the podcast and interacting with people like you guys, because, we're growing this together. We co-create, 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's such a that's such a great point though, because for me, you know, just randomly stepping in on this and not being yeah. somebody who has this information when I think about, so I do a lot of Pilates, but you think about yoga Pilates, whatever studio I go to, they generally use the right, the same terms. There might be a few things where like here, they call it this, there, they call it that, but that's such a key point that both of you raise. Definitely huge. Um, Anthony, social media, how long did it take you to get on that and utilize that full potential? Cause you're doing a kick-ass job and you're one of the people that I am influenced by and I try to emulate. So how, how long did it take you to get into that right away? So it's funny because I actually in 2010, 2011, when Instagram first started, uh, my friend actually he's my business partner now too. He's always been a guy that knew about marketing advertisement. He even ran um, at 18 years old. He created his own little business managing other small businesses, Instagrams. He, to, he, he actually got invited into Instagram and was able to pick his name out and everything. Oh, he wow. told me, he's like, dude, you got to get on this. So I was like, okay, I got on it. Didn't know much. And I want to say within half a year of when it first came out, I started posting little random stuff while I was at it. It's like health trips and just creating stuff and I actually build a following up to like 6,000 followers, which people were at the time that was like pretty good. Yeah. Um, and when I left the Equinox, I stopped. Um, I stopped because I was like, oh, you know, I have to focus on the career. I have to focus on the, this is what's going to get me to my place. At the time, I didn't see Instagram being something what it was now. Um, so I put that on a halt. Imagine if for half of that year that I didn't do it or about four or five months of not doing it consistently, who knows where it could have been now. But at the same time, things happen for a reason. I take it as it is. Definitely. So, so I wouldn't change anything. Um, so from there, when I came back from Equinox, um, and, um, sorry, when I came back from Equinox Academy and I started at Equinox in 2014 is really when I started taking it seriously because I started seeing the shift and I started seeing what Instagram was becoming and I started seeing what social media was becoming and how now you have the opportunity to get yourself out there without having to be on a TV show, without having to be on these other platforms that we're used to being on that only people choose you to be on there. You need a connection to be on there and get exposure. And my buddy, the one that um, does all the marketing stuff, my business partner, he, me and him opened up a little sportswear company. We started doing stuff together, creating content, videos, pictures. And then with another guy from Equinox, he Started, he bought his own camera and he was shooting a ton of influencers that he was training. And he's the one that actually started telling me, you got to start shooting a ton of video, video, video workouts. Mm -hmm. So me and him started shooting each other, um, video exercises in 2014, 2015. We started wow. shooting. That is, and that's videos. early. Can you just pause? Like that is like an internet and Instagram time. <laughs> yeah. It's like 40 years ago. <laughs> like <True>. that's amazing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> That's like Gary, that's like Gary Vee. Like Gary yes. Vee popped up and like yes. doing this stuff in 2006, 2007, which is like, whoa. like The dark ages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that is very important to understand that, especially with like people getting on now and they're, they get frustrated with the following and they compare the likes and the views and all that shit. Like the algorithm is, is now, it's flooded with all this information, all these people all trying to do the same thing. Now, it brings me to the next point, like, as we get further and further in this social media time and things start to change, where do you see Instagram going? Where do you see things like TikTok? How do you see other platforms start to open up? And I know social media is going to be part of the game for a long time, but 
where I mean, where do you see this going? Both you guys could actually come chime in on this. I don't care. Definitely. Um, so me and my business partner, we talk a lot, and I always have to give him a ton of credit because a lot of what we're doing, we're building things together, and we got some projects on the road that we're going to be launching out soon. And um, so me and him putting our minds together, his name is, is, is – his Instagram is at Rivera. If you ever want to look him up. Yeah, he's, at, uh, is it? at Rivera? At, yeah, at Rivera. He's, you'll see he's, he, he, he doesn't do much on his page, but this guy knows his shit and he's like the dissector of figuring things, figuring things out. What's the latest new trend? What's that's, it? That's good. He knows that's a good. lot. Good to yeah, have so, in the corner for sure. Of course. And me and him, we're, we're doing a lot of stuff together. So I always give him credit just because um, he deserves it. And um, as far as us doing stuff together, I'm going to tell you, we've come to realize um, that each platform has its different strengths. Um, and each platform means a certain thing or provides a certain thing. Instagram right now is considered still the hottest. Now TikTok is on a rise, but TikTok right now, it's kind of like, as you can see, it's a lot of like, um, clout and like a lot of like hype and a lot about like cool and funny. That's what Mm -hmm. TikTok is about. There's a lot of young people on there. I know Gary talking about it a lot. Yep. And he's doing it. I'm posting on it. I'm starting. I have maybe like 15 posts on it now, but I'm Me just too, putting, I just started. Yeah. Take advantage. Just all I'm doing is reposting my stuff one day at a time, one day yeah. at a time. And um, just keep doing that. Keep doing it. Cause it is going to be something that's going to be, I think down the road, it might be that next one next to Instagram. Um, and I, what I think, what I believe in, and I've talked with my, with my business partner is that we, we truly believe that social media, I think in, f- in five years, it's not going to be what people think of it or see you today. Mm-hmm. Um, things are, a lot of things are going to start shifting to more of a social media live stream format, mm. live streaming, live streaming shows, live streaming content that will be then posted after where if you want to go back and look at that live stream, but it, you, you, you can see, you're seeing YouTube, you're seeing um, all these Twitch, you're seeing all these other accounts, IG live now on Instagram, a lot of people with the IG live, Facebook live, a lot yeah. of things are going towards that direction. And we're seeing other platforms that are popping up with those features. And we feel that's going to be another big, big thing that's going to be on the rise is the live. And then I think down the road, maybe 10, 15 years from now, I think VR is going to be the new social media. Um, So I think getting your hands or just getting knowledge or always um, looking at what's new in virtual reality stuff or how is it going to cross link with social media. Yeah. Um, Pretty sure my, my, my brain goes here. So like, you say VR and I've done a lot of thinking about VR. Like as I do this podcast show, as it gets bigger and bigger, I feel like more people are going to sit in on their headsets and like be in here in this conversation with me and you talking about the benefits of social media, the negatives, and then, you know, whatever it is that we decide to talk about. Yeah. I think I probably listen to too much Gary Vee, so I'm pretty influenced by him, but, um, audio, for sure. I don't, I don't know if VR is going to go as quickly as anyone thinks. I think we're going to get there, but I think it might take a lot longer than anyone thinks. What do you, what, what are you thinking? Like 15 years ish? I mean, cause we're just not, we're not there right now. Like there's nobody who goes home and like, I mean, maybe there's a handful, but you know what I mean? Like you see how you can buy the set for virtual reality, but there, it's not that common for people to spend hours a day right now. Right. But what I think, what, what I find so interesting about what you said, I looked, so like I joined Instagram in 2011 it's back when you just had some like crazy hipster filter, right? And everything yeah. was like really emo and you're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. and then I didn't, and I would post occasionally, but I find it so interesting when you say like 2014, 2015, 
Um, and just like for someone who's open to learning and dabbling in whatever it is and tries new things. And then, you know, I, you know, I didn't know I'd be talking to you today, but you know, you have over 200,000 followers on Instagram. I think the big thing is I think social media is a competency that everybody's going to be need, need to have. Um, and maybe, you know, yeah, if you're 80, 90, a hundred, but it's just like, get it, get into the conversation. Yes. Because it's, it's getting, it's expected at For some sure. point. And something that I want to throw in that a lot of people won't mention, but do not stop doing some of the old school tactics. A mm-hmm. lot of people want to say, stop doing the old school tactics, but they still work. Why? Because they go co hand in hand with social media. Me and my business partner, I figured out, look, email marketing, um, all those kind of old tactics, the websites, all that stuff still works. Why? Because social media at the end of the day, those followers are not your followers. It's Instagram's followers. That's right. Email marketing, that's yours. You don't own the platform. You don't own it. And at the end of the day, those are still considered some statistically, you can look it up. Email marketing is still at 55%. One of the strongest producing for sales, for business, for products, for anything. So don't dismiss that. You know, I'm entering that world even more now. And I feel like, I feel also too that a lot of it is not being talked about because I feel people don't want it, people abusing it because then there would be too many people benefiting from it. That's how I feel about it because I know there's a lot of people out there that are using it and are doing really good with it and they don't mention it. They don't Let's talk spread about the love, it. Mendez. Yeah. Let's well, I just love. I love the business savvy just because you know if I looked at you I look on Instagram I'm like oh he works out that's awesome <laughs> but the the level of savvy that I think for both of you that you have to have to be able to navigate now the marketing the branding and so you're not only learning your like how to you know whatever tool but you're learning all this back end stuff and I don't know has that been like easy for you or hard or have you appreciated just all that you've learned in the past, like <laughs> it's a process, you know, and it's a process and it's patience. And even then now, like I see my milestone and when I get to, and I'm like, man, I've hit certain success markers and I've learned this and I've learned that. And it's just, it's, I appreciate it every day. And I appreciate having my business partner by my side because both of us digging in and digging in and digging in, figuring out these things um, together and just putting, falling in love with the passion of learning this, not yeah. just a fit size, not the fitness size only, but also the social media side and where technology is going and where marketing is going. And, you know, it's just that uh, getting that obsession of, you know, this is where life and, and the world is going. If you go back, you know, I know we're talking about VR, but look, look at gamers. Gamers are obsessed. Gamers can sit there and play games 14 hours straight, totally. you know, and that's, and that's where I think there's going to be virtual reality games. There's going to be more social media tied with gaming or with sport, with sports, with, Things like that because all these entertainment platforms are going to f- just merge more with these social media platforms. And I think a lot of that is headed that way. I agree. Um, and I see a lot of attention in now, you know, and I think also gaming is another huge thing that a lot of people are um, just fo- like, for example, gamers are just focusing on being gamers. And I feel like there's a realm for other people to enter the gaming realm in no, their this, own this is, way. Dude, this is really interesting. Okay. So you talked about Twitch. And, uh, two, you know, a couple of my friends have been competitive gamers playing that game. Uh, the game, what the hell is it called? Fortnite. Fortnite. Not Fortnite. With the cars. Um, the cars and playing soccer. 
They shoot the ball inside. What the fuck is it called? Rocket League. I'm not a okay, okay, okay. Rocket I'm not a big gamer, but my brother is, so I know. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not a gamer at all. I stopped playing my PlayStation. I have a X. I would have a PlayStation Four, but I still have FIFA 16 there. So I stopped playing FIFA. 16. <laughs> Dude, I, I still have. I'm the same thing. I have my Xbox and 2K16 is my last game. So. Yeah, right. So like, you, you know, you have all your energy placed in your business and your family, and you're doing your thing. Like, who the frick has got time to do that? Unless like, that's part it's, of that's your thing. I, we right. own a Nintendo Switch because I have children. So there you go. Look, well, I actually lies. I have one too because we have my stepdaughter and she likes to play it. So see, we'll play randomly once in a while. So I have that too. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, we talk about you were you were talking about Twitch and you said how other people could kind of enter that realm in their own unique way. One of my friends was like, "Dude, you gotta have like some sort of fitness for gamers." What are your thoughts about fitness people and Twitch and how they could actually? Uh, maybe not monetize, but add value to gamers in that way. What are your thoughts? I definitely think the strongest ones that have the best opportunity right now is those gamers who are into fitness. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of Instagrams of gamers that are like fitness gamers. Mm -hmm. They call themselves fitness gamers on social media. There's a guy called FaZe. Um, he has a million followers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything and, about this either. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Me and my boy talking about it all the time. And um, he's a fitness gamer. He's a pro gamer, but he loves fitness. He's sponsored by Gymshark. He works out like crazy. Rip dude. Um, but mo most of these guys that are the gamers that are fitness gamers, a uh -huh. lot of them are more into the traditional lifting and all that stuff. You don't Best see a lot of them in the Shit like that. Do exactly. they, does he gamify his fitness and that like he's super into tracking stuff too with like, I don't know, the, the aura ring or Fitbit or whatever. Does he get into that? Um, that's a good question. I haven't dug in too deep on that, on his stuff, but all I know is that he promotes himself as he's a pro gamer and you see him post about him gaming at tournaments, but also promoting his fitness side and he has fitness wow. programs and then he has his gaming live YouTube stuff. I just feel that for those guys, they're the first ones that I think have the best opportunity to merge something together because they already have the gaming professionalism and they're into fitness. I feel like they're the ones that can really push that off, you know, just because, yeah, we can enter that, but I just feel like we're not too knowledgeable on gaming it to be able to tap into those gamers, those, those really intense gamers heads for them to be like, well, he's a gamer. I know he's a professional. I follow him and he likes fitness. I'm gonna listen to that guy. Totally. You know, yeah. I just feel you know, there, I don't think now, but I think down the road, there will be something of an infusion there. And um, I feel too that, you know, you're going to start seeing also too in the sense of fitness. I think kind of like you've seen like with the, the fitness, we game sports or stuff like something's going to happen. Not like that, but I think something different is going to evolve because I felt like that they tried doing something with that and it had a little hit and then it kind of like, oh, that's corny. Okay, let's stop that. But I feel like it's going to come back reamped somehow where fitness and, and games where it could be a fitness game that could be virtual you know or well, could that's, be that's coming back for the nintendo switch actually apparently nintendo is going to release something sort of like wii sports but mm -hmm. for the switch and then also you do see it with that now we can track all these biometrics our sleep or this or that we compete for steps like we're yeah we're at the precipice it's starting yeah, yeah, history, history repeats itself, you know, as we keep going, there's going to be some sort of bringing the fitness and gaming world back to normal or back to where it used to be in a new, in a new way with the new technologies that end up emerging. And part of our job, Anthony Mendez, is that we 
try to anticipate these types of things so that it can help us in our future, help us, our followers, help us add value in different formats, different modalities, different ways. What other types of modalities do you and your business partner anticipate being some of the forefronts of social? Um, so I would have to say definitely, um, you know, we're working on stuff from, on getting more on YouTube live stuff, do, um, doing stuff like that. And also to focusing on, platforms that pay you as well for your value and your time you know instagram doesn't pay you facebook doesn't pay you youtube pays youtube you know stuff like that you know finding platforms that pay you i feel are going to be the next new things on the rise like you want to be able to start getting compensated for your work as well and i feel a lot of people are starting to shift and you're seeing youtube is, is stronger than ever yeah um and it's always going to be strong because it pays it pays out um, and there's other platforms that are starting to come out. They're still small, but you know, we're not even on them, but YouTube is one I'm going to start concentrating on now, uh, more strongly. Um, there was another one that he had mentioned. I'm not sure if it's called D live or something like that, but another platform. Also, another platform, it also pays out. It's still at its infancy, but I think concentrating and focusing your energy and, and, and time and researching some of these paying platforms. And you said it was um, called D live. Yeah. Cool. That um can definitely help monetize our time and, and, and our and our energy and yeah. be compensated for it. Um and not only that, but I truly think that with um the whole social media aspect, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of removal of the whole thing with people a lot of platforms are testing not having likes and not having certain things like that. I think mm. eventually people have yeah. all those things removed. You think so? I think so, not on all of them, but I think on some. Um, I think they're going to try something new. It's the same thing. You know, when somebody, a company wants to change something, people will adapt to it. You know, when, yeah. I, when iPhone So changed, Instagram's doing that in Australia. Yeah, there you go. I, I know I've seen it happen to certain, certain people I follow where I can't see their likes already. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I start thinking like, okay, I see, and I, and I get the idea of what they're trying to do. And I know they've mentioned of, they don't want people focusing on the likes and they say that people are actually it's messing with their heads psychologically um because of the views and the likes and you know they're falling into depression or somebody doesn't like me or somebody you know people i know for a fact people are buying likes they're buying followers they're buying views and it's fucking ridiculous it's getting crazy it's getting crazy like and 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 what i'm finding out is doing podcasts and and you know interacting with a ton of instagram people is that like the 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 views and the followers really don't mean shit. Like I, when I talk to people, like I talk to a guy like you, you obviously know your shit. There is no hiding behind this. You're giving me all this information and you're spewing all this knowledge. There's no question, but I've talked to many people who I know I can just kind of see through their shit. You know what I'm saying? And I know people for sure who, who buy followers, who buy likes, who buy views. And you know, it, the, the content is just kind of, Flatline. So I can see where they go in this this realm of the content is the actual product yeah. here that we're looking for, as opposed to putting the product next to the followers, next to the likes, next to the views. Right? And then we have this circle. We have this like, oh, does this mean this? Does this mean this? No. Is the content good? Is it quality? Bottom line, is it making well, adding value value to people? And engagement and the relationship. Did either of you see, um, she got, I think, like, grossed on Instagram and Twitter as a, a woman who had maybe, she had 2 million followers. 
And she was typically someone who just kind of posted like, you know, various kind of scantily clad, whatever. But then she started a t-shirt company and she had to sell 40 t-shirts for this company to keep running her fashion line. She couldn't sell 40 t-shirts. She had 2 million followers. There you go. Because nobody followed her for that. No one trusted her with yep. that. And right. so it just didn't. And the, the internet just re- was like, hold on, wait, you have 2 million followers and you can't sell 40 shirts? Like, what <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> and and that started shifting big time. I, I, I say in 2018, you started seeing a shift. And those, there's still a lot of companies that are being um, – they're they're gullible to it they don't understand still what influencers or who to work with or who to believe but started the smarter ones the ones that were more up to date and know this stuff this started shifting in 2018 where a lot of these companies instead of like oh getting the hot guy or the hot girl um the one posts like this so they have a ton of likes and views well guess what your product might not do well because it doesn't relate with their page you know just because they have all these followers you know especially these girls they're getting oh skinny fit teeth but all their followers are a ton of guys, you know, guys aren't going to buy skinny 50, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, there's a way to look at it like that. And then also too, like, as far as like a lot of these people, I feel like when you post, like one of the things I want to do is I wanted to separate myself. I wanted to create my why behind the whole thing. And I wanted to make sure people knew what I was delivering to them and they saw the value in it and Definitely. dive in deep with my captions and, um, make sure my video made sense. And that's why when you see a lot of my comp content, um, I've made sure that people, when they saw my picture, okay, they know that was me, Mendes fitness. They knew that was me. They knew the message they were getting, sure. you know, and that's why a lot of my messages, I'll use a lot of keywords that I repeat over or a lot of things that I believe in, you know, and I wanted to create myself as that person. I want hungry individuals, winners mentality. Uh, people who are inspired to win people are looking for the right tools but they're already in the their their mindset's in the place of growth learning excelling they're just stuck but they need the right guidance and tools to get to the next level Beautiful. you know people who are who are here ready to hustle people are going to put in the work people are going to and i put the, a lot of these words over and over i say them i show it i write it and i just show people this is what i'm here for i'm going to give you this this is what you're going to get with me you know, so people know what they're coming here and they're getting on my page and they know, okay, when I see this, this is Mendes Fitness. This is what you're going to get with Mendes Fitness. And, this is who, and it was just like, I've always tried to be who I was on my platform. And I remember that in, there was a little time where there was about half a year where I was like, man, things aren't working as I, much as I thought. And it wasn't until I really said, F it, I'm going to be everything I really am. And that's what I started rolling with. And I was Ooh. like, this is how I dress. This is how I train. This is how I speak. This is how I do things. This is how I go and I go out and, and get my stuff, you know, cause all you need is a, is a small group of people who believe in you as long as you provide value and it's healthy value and authentic. you're not authentic. You're not hurting anybody out there. You're not diminishing anybody out there. And it's just like, this is who you are, you know, and put that, push that out and help as many people as possible. And it's funny because I tried rolling out a program about two, three years ago. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't feel right doing it. And I cut it off just because I felt that it wasn't, I didn't hadn't given enough value on my page yet for then to start doing that. So I cut the program after a few months, like two months of only having it out. And now is when I've been working on some huge projects with my friend, my business partner, we're going to be rolling out sometime late October, early November. 
But that's why I spend a lot of times in years just giving and giving and giving and giving as yeah. much content as possible and information. And I just try to comment as much as I can to all my, my, my audience, write to them back to, into their DMs, where I even get people, they'll be like, oh my God, what? you DM'd me. And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I DM you? Why wouldn't I send you a message back? You know? And I'm not saying I'm perfect where I can get to everybody. You know, as my, the page grows, I get more and more. So it's sure. harder sometimes. But dude, I try to do, I swear my best. Where even then now I have three, four posts that I haven't been able to comment back. I'll literally now take an hour to sit there and just comment back to all those because I do feel it's important. Like Gary Vee says, I do feel it's important with your audience. You show them love and they're going to give you love back. I actually have a post. I'm going to post about this tomorrow. But if you show your love, your audience love, they're going to keep showing you more love. If you, if you show them that you care, they're going to stay loyal to you. And as you do this more and more, the, the conversion rate of this is beautiful because you have a trusted follower. They see that you write back. They see you care. You know, and that person eventually will want to invest in your program because they believe in you. They want to invest in your time. They want to invest in you because they trust you now because you build the relationship. And I tell people all the time, anything you do, whether it's coaching, fitness, um, any kind of business you run, at the end of the day, you have to know how to connect with people. You have to have the right energy. You have to build out your why and why you're doing this, why it is that you're putting this business together, what, what is it you're trying to do for, for people and, you're, and, and what's going to get you moving every single day to get up and do this for these people and then making sure you build relationships on a daily with these people yes. without having to ask for anything, just building that trust. And that's one of the things that I, I, I'm currently working on a little small mastermind. I'm teaching people how to network um, and how network is just building relationships and trust with people. And sometimes you have to be patient and not have, and wait about talking about something you might have of a product. Don't push on it. Just build that relationship first. It's so much more important, much valuable or later on without you even asking that person's going to be like, Oh, so what is it that you do? Or do you offer anything? Or, you know, wow, I, I saw help? this on your page, dude, or how can exactly. And then now they're your client. But now they're a healthy client that you always know you're going to keep and you, they know they can come to you for any questions and they'll keep buying more stuff from you. You, you just know, said that trust. so perfectly because there's so many people I follow who've given me so much value over the years that when their first book comes out, when they're whatever it is, I buy it because if I had to, you know, they've given me so much more than that $18 book or shirt or whatever at that point I'm happy to give it to them and then the only other thing I was going to add is for people listening who aren't in roles like the two of you um, who maybe have more of a traditional kind of nine to five which is the life that that I live those same tips apply it's the same thing it's the same thing with building relationships and people and it's just a different context for sure man dropping knowledge Anthony that's that's amazing quality information that I think a lot of people could uh could take from for sure man yeah, I mean, of course, as much as I can deliver and, and I'm learning from you guys too. And that's what it's all about. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, build, build your teams, build your groups, help each other out. You know, like I have my little squad here in Miami. I have my group of influencers. We're always talking. We're always engaging with each other. We're supporting each other's posts. We're supporting each other in real life as well. Meeting yeah. with them. Dude, I'll go to some of my friends' events to show them, hey, I'm here because I care. And the payback is so much great, so much better when you do that for them. And it's just, Hey, I'm here, you know, like, and that's what it is. It's, it's also building a group of people that you know, that want that 
higher level of success and, and want and meet you in the same goals as far as where you guys are trying to get to in life. But everybody might have their different way of getting there, but you guys are in the same mindset level and you want to stick with those people. And I tell everybody, find that one or two people and, and it might grow or it might stay with those small groups of people, but find those people because when you find the right people, it helps you elevate your game. It helps elevate their game. And for me, it's like I get a huge happiness when I'm able to help or elevate the game of one of my friends and, and when they can do it back. And it's just like, it's cool to see that because then you see that, okay, something's working here and, and something beautiful is being created out of this. So I'm a big believer on just finding your right people and sticking with that and, and making sure that you, you harness that as much as possible. You seem like a very loving guy. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how you grew up. Were you always from Miami? Did you move around a lot? How are your parents? Talk to me a little bit about that. Definitely. Um, so born and raised in Miami. So Miami native 305. Um, Pitbull. Mr. 305. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the one and only. Um, so I love my city, man. I love my city. But I would, I got to say, it's, it's really interesting where, because when people ask me, like, go back to your, your youth. Um, for me, I was always, a, you know, I love sports. I was an athlete. I always played sports. Uh, my, I come from a uh, divorced family. They, my parents got divorced when I was, uh, I believe, 11, when I was in fifth grade. Okay. Um, so that was, that was a little tough at the time, um, you know, going through that. And was it know, a civil it was, thing or was it a, a bad thing? Was it a bad breakup? It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I have to say that I've, I experienced a lot of, of, of things during that time and, I, and being stuck in the middle, which was that feeling of, you know, why do I have to be in the middle? Why? And I just kept feeling like, why I'll get blamed for certain things where it's like, they should just figure it out themselves. Like I remember one time, I don't care saying it, but I remember one time that, you know, getting the child support check, my, my dad would be like, Hey, give the child support check to your mom. Or my mom would be like, get the child support check from your dad. And I would always have to do it. And I'm like, why do I have to be the one grabbing it? And yeah. cause they didn't want to see each other, or talk to each other. And I remember one time I lost a check and oh. I was like 12 years old and both of them ate me, ate me up alive. Like, how'd you lose the check? And the other one's like, why'd you lose the check? You know? And it's just like, you guys should be the ones doing this, not me. Definitely. And, um, but it was just things like that. And, but you know what, like in anything I, you know, right now it's funny because right now they, a year or two ago, my mom and my dad are actually, Oh, you know, um, I'm actually getting along with your dad and they've been talking a little more and just, you know, I, it's one of those things, you know, sometimes people, they need time to grow and, you know, I figure I forgive my parents for anything and the way I try to look at it. So I don't torment myself because shit, there's times where I want to put filters in front of my mom and dad all the time. And all that does is make it worse for me because then I enter that room or enter that and enter that time with them. And I have that filter of them. So I'm already coming into that place thinking about them a certain way, which is going to get me upset. And then guess what? A, an argument is going to spark out of it. So I try to really close down the filters, just go into it. And also just be grateful for what my parents did give me, um, love them for the amount of love they were able to give to me and provide to me and, and look at it as like, this is the best they were able to do for me. And I know they always both love me no matter what. Um, and I realized that now as I grew and, and I really realized that about two years ago is when I really, really realized that and starting accepting it. And don't get me wrong. There's times where I'll still have that filter in front. I just got to now know how to switch it off much faster Bingo. and create the scenario. And I'm a big believer too, with, with any relationship you have is if you're having a problem, and I learned this actually from one of my, with a coach that I coach, she would teach emotional, emotional intelligence, great coach. Um, and one of the things was learning how to, 
um, you know, cut off those filters and also to how to view the person the way you want to view them. So if you're having an issue with anybody and you know that this person's always like this or typically like that, they, they, they have a history of doing this. You're going to go into that, putting that filter of like, Oh my God, I know what, I know what's going to happen when I see this person or I know what's going to happen when I talk to them. But it's just like, I've tried to take time to practice on, okay, before I meet this person, this is the way I want to look at them. This is the, the way I want the situation handled. I want this person. I want to view this person as a happy person. I want to view them as a person who doesn't argue. I want to view them. So when I start doing that, it's so funny, but it, in certain times it's happened where that person will actually not do the thing that I thought they were going to do because mm -hmm. I, I purposely viewed them differently the way I wanted to view them. That's so and powerful. What you just said is really, really powerful. Um, we, we story people all the time. We have our stories about who they are and it sounds like you've learned how to intentionally create the story in a way that's going to better benefit both of you, which is amazing. And you said something else that really resonated with me because my, my parents are divorced. They got divorced when I was in high school. Um, and, you know, we all have some sort of trauma in our lives. We're not responsible for what happened to us, but we're responsible for our own healing. And it seems like you've done a lot of work with that. And that's just awesome. Appreciate it. And, and like anything, it's been hard. You know, I literally, I got to say that this past year has been the strongest where I had that coach help me. Um, she also helped me. She also coached my, my, my girlfriend and, and it's been a huge help even in our relationship where, you know, it's funny cause even then my, my girlfriend and, and us, whenever we argue, she'll look at me and she's like the next day, she's like, you wake up. Like if nothing happened, you're like all happy and cheerful. And I'm like, cause I choose to be like this to carry that energy for the rest of my day. And I go, and I'm the type of person, like, it's so funny That's because great. even with my mom, my family, my dad, with anybody I love, we can get in the worst argument before I get off the phone. I'm like, Hey, I love you. And then I might not hear it back because you're mad. And I'm like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I love you. And then later on, they're like, Oh, how is it that you can tell me you love me after I go? Because you never know when your day is your day. You mm -hmm. never know when your time is your time. And I don't want to leave here without telling you, I love you because an argument is an argument and an argument is not something that's going to be here always. Cause I'm going to cut it off and we're going to figure it out. So I'm not going to take, I'm not going to just feed on this. I'm going to put love to this. And, and that's how I look at it. You're saying my love's not conditional. I love you. It's not predicated on anything else. Yeah, we're fighting. I still love you. Exactly. Dude, exactly. the source of everything I feel is love. And I, Anthony, it sounds like you're putting a lot of love in your content. It sounds like you're putting a lot of love in your career and the things that you're doing. And ultimately, like, that's what we seek as humans. Like, we create out of love. We... We just want to be loved. We want to receive love and give it out. So like that, those are some really uh, wise words that you're saying. And uh, again, you're just adding value, how you add value. And I really appreciate you dropping that knowledge, my man. Of course, man. I, I truly appreciate you guys just having me here. So fuck yeah. This is fun. This is fun. I could be here <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, is, it is fun. Like now, now that I, you know, I have this technology to do podcasts with three, four people, like, I want to try to utilize that as much as possible because I know that you've collabed with a lot of other guys that I've collabed with, like uh, Jason Faborski, for example, who's mm -hmm. a team. You know, I have his podcast coming out um, at the end of the week. But, like, you know, just I thought, like, maybe me, you, and him can do a show and, you know, we can kind of push this in a lot of different directions. Fuck, man. Like, agree, have you ever thought about doing your own podcast or anything like that? I have. I actually um, I have a buddy of mine. I'm not sure. You know, you know Josh Evans? I don't know Josh Evans. The movement coach, he does a lot of Steel May stuff. 
Josh Evans. Let me look at him real fast. The movement coach. He's he's a guy you might want to. He, he goes definitely you, some guy you you'll be able to align with both of you, and yeah. you'll love his stuff. He's all about the, the on it stuff, and he dude, this guy's a really good with the steel mace, especially the foundations. Awesome. Um, does a lot of cutable body weight as well. He's coming out with his own podcast, and we're actually me and him are putting a podcast together that we're gonna create. Um, I can connect you with him. He's a really good buddy of mine. Yes. So yeah, we're we're in the works with that. We're in the works of creating a podcast um, currently as it is. So we'll definitely have both of you on there. Dude, awesome. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, connect me with him because that'd be great. And and this is the beauty of of podcasting. It, it's not just so much like gaining all this knowledge, but I've been networking with this. It's a huge networking tool and like getting to know so many people and uh, in 2020, I have plans to do a lot more traveling and doing a lot more content and, and getting to different places in, in the United States and, you know, hopefully globally. Like, my goal is to do global workshops, but, like, to travel more, engage more with, with people that I'm podcasting with. It's been such a great networking piece. And, you know, we talk about the advancements of social media and the platforms that are coming out. The more creative we can get with making content and collaborating and bringing people together. Um, I think that's going to be huge in the next 20, 20, 30 years because there's a lot of energy placed on how we're different and how we're dividing and how you versus me versus the, the, the structure, like who are the people that can unify? Who are the people that can bring people together? That's going to be the next best thing. Dude, I've been so uh, inspired by Travis Scott. Did you watch his documentary, by the way? No, I haven't seen it. I got to watch it. I haven't given the time of day for Travis Scott, even with his music at all. I was just like, oh, I swept him under the rug. But then, like, you watch his documentary and the amount of people he brings together, and all he talks about is, dude, I just want to leave a trail of inspiration. Mm. I just want to make kids believe that they're enough and that they can do whatever the fuck that they want to do. And I can't tell you how inspired I am by that. So I've been immersing myself into music. And the more people that can bring a group of people like that together and inspire them, the better this world is going to be. And I, I too, and just like you want to leave a trail of inspiration. Fuck. I agree, man. And, and I definitely got to say, man, that's why I decide to do everything I do every single day, because it's just, I've, I've come to realize that the decisions you make both positively and negatively, it's amazing, but your choice, your decision to do something can affect somebody you've never even met in your life just because you've made that decision, whether it's positive or negative. If a drunk driver gets in a car, he decided to do that. He could have affected somebody else's life without them even having that choice. Yeah. And the same goes if you do that positively. So I'm like, I know if I get up today and I make this choice, I could be affecting somebody across the world. I could be affecting somebody who's a neighbor of mine or never even met in my life just because I decided to wake up and do this today or do this like this. And that's why I'm just like, I'm, I'm just telling people just, you know, when I posted my post the other day, I was just making the right choices and being aware of your choices and, you know, really, really um, taking time also to when you, when you're coming to, when you're coming in approach of making a certain choice, is this the right choice? You know, is this the right choice? Because not only may you affect yourself, but you may affect somebody you've never met. And you know what? You know, that's not something that I want to live by unless it's a positive choice that I know I can affect them with. You know? Totally. How much has doing unconventional methods like steel mace, animal flow, uh, kettlebell, how much have, has that infiltrated your thought process? Because part of my niche is talking about equilibrium and balance when it comes to the steel mace and working out with this 
offset tool and functional movement patterns, the way it's been able to expose my weaknesses, balance myself from a physical standpoint, it's had an effect on my mental standpoint. So how much do you attribute steel mace work or unconventional tools in general to this thought process? Dude, big time, man. I talk about it all the time. I actually did a course with uh, another coach. Uh, we did a little workshop and it was on mental health uh, and physical health and how both of them meet um, in training and how both of them are being challenged and how both are working out during training. And I feel like when we got tools, especially tools like steel mace, kettlebells, body weight, um, those are things that really challenge us mentally and also get us in a different state. Mm-hmm. Um, these kind of training methods as well enhance our level of thinking. It gets us thinking at the moment. Like you said, it pops up deficiencies we have. So we become more aware of our deficiencies and how to correct them. I find answers all the time for Mm -hmm. problems that I'm having because of the training stuff that I'm doing, you know, and it just gets me to think to a higher level of thinking. And then when I'm able to grab my own body weight or I'm able to grab a tool and enter flow state, so much shit begins to happen. Dude. You know, and I love that shit. It's just this realm of creativity and a blocking of everything else. And it's just like, I don't want to stop because every answers start popping up and not just answers for fitness, but answers for, for life. life, you know, and that's the shit that gets me on a whole, whole other level. And it's just like you, there's so many ways that you can enter flow state, but I love entering flow states especially when I'm working out because it's just like, it's me in the, in, in tune with my mind. And it's just, I know I'm working out my mind doing that whole entire workout. And I know I'm just elevating myself, my growth and, and finding the answers to things that I may not have the answer to right now. So Dude, I fucking love that. Alexis, what do you have to say about that? I just laughed because as soon as he said flow state, I was like, this is Danny's favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think well, that's it right. Is, it, is, it is so important. Anthony, you hit on the head, man. Like you get like these answers, like you get these ideas and it just starts to, just like move in you. And I really do think that has all to do with how you're balancing your physical system and how that has an effect hormonally and how's that, how that has an effect on thought processes. Like I'm doing a lot of reading on these energy centers or the chakra systems. And like the more you alleviate the, some of the shit that we carry, self-righteousness, uh, feelings of, of grief or anger or frustration or whatever, the more we identify where those sources are coming from, the more we alleviate that energy to drive up through the spine. And I just think it's so funny that the steel mace resembles a spine. It's targeted on uh, balancing or just strengthening the, uh, the stabilizing muscles around the spine. And the chakra system is based on points of the spine. And the more that we understand these things and how they relate to situations in life and we could understand personally where we can kind of like alter things to alleviate some of that negative energy, which is positive energy just kind of entangled, right? Like we just realize that the source is love. We just have to realize where we need to adjust those things so that that blockage can kind of just come through, through our heart, through speaking a truth. And then that truth kind of lets us manifest things from our third eye or intuition and how that kind of relates to the crown chakra where we are getting innate wisdom, where we are getting information from the cosmos, where we are inspiring ourselves and through our speaking, through our content, through our movement, through whatever that has a positive ripple on the people in our environment. 
And I just think that's the most amazing thing. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking about how I think in our culture in America, we're taught that we live in our heads. Like we're taught just to use our heads and we're taught this body, this is thing that kind of moves you around. And I think when I, when I hear both of you speak and what I'm learning is like, you need the rest of your body to be in balance. It's a system. And if something in your heart or your spine or wherever is off, it's affecting your, your cognitive abilities. It's one big, it's one huge system. And so many of us are just taught that like you live up here, there's nothing else to it. And so for you to talk about how it enhances all these other cognitive things, of course it does. And we could get into the science of why, but it's just, it's a whole body system. And it's we just crazy. need to use the rest of you. <laughs> it's all connected, man. Oh, and that's why I just feel more and more, especially with this style of training, I feel like it's also like a gateway to another realm, to another dimension. Uh, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> we can you know? talk for an hour about the hours about this. I'm dude. telling anyway, you, man. It's, Sorry. Dude, you know, when you're talking about meditation and breathing and how you can enter these other states and other, and you know, get yourself up, you know, into an outer body experience. Like, I feel like it's the same with training because the more as we grow into these flow states, it's almost like an outer body experience. Um, and I just feel that the more you, f I get figure it out as the more we figure it out, I think we can enter other levels and enter other realms and, and do certain things on, on other energy levels as well and shifts, you know? And it's just like, I even think me and my business partner have a theory too, where I don't know, I forgot the exact name of it. He had it, but does your aging cells. So if you are constantly in movement, movement physically yes. movement spiritually and movement mentally you will slow down your aging process totally. and that's why you will not look as old or not feel as old and because you're moving so fast as a whole that your aging cells can't catch up and it's just like it's incredible like that's why i just feel like more and more we're learning that all of this mental spiritual physical movement is just creating this huge one whole synergistic like amazing things with what you can do in life and like yeah. how you, you how you operate and then yeah. having access to you know other things that we might not even see in front of us because yeah. we don't have access to it right now because of all the shit that's going on or being right. or distorted, dis distorted information right like if yeah. we have ailments like it just it's, it distorts the information so like you, you you're describing to what I, I like to call attunements and you hear you know, Paul Selig, you hear Paul Check talk about these things, and we attune ourselves to higher levels where we can get higher levels of information. And if we go lower, if we get ourselves out of tune, then that's where disease and, and sickness start to manifest. Like um, your vibration. Your oh, vibra when your vibration's low, like vibration, high level vibration. Yeah, yes, and I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, the shocker points or the energy centers. They get tied with um, the rainbow colors, right? Roji Biv. And they also get tied in with Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do, the, the, the frequencies and vibrations of a, of a, of a music scale. Are you, are you guys musically inclined at all? I, I played Maybe the not piano to the level for about you 10 are, years. <laughs> I like music, but probably not to the level you guys are. So. Well, anyway, so like what I was saying is that much like notes on a scale – can have like a high C, a low C, an even lower C, or uh, even like a super high C that we can't even listen to on the scale because humans don't have that way of picking up that high frequency. But notes 
can go up on a scale, right? And it's an infinite scale, just like it can go lower on a scale and it's infinite. Like I feel like our chakra system or our spine is the note staff and we could attune to higher levels and we could go down cool. to lower levels. And I feel like the more we tune ourselves, the more we have access to this higher level of information. And I think our consciousness works just like music does. Like what the fuck is music? What type of fabric is music? Well, we don't really, we don't know. But it's also, it's vibration it's as vibration. well, right? So and that's one reason, What right? Music is energy, it's vibration. And that's wasn't one reason why it has such an influence on us. And that music can actually be used to change your state from happy to sad to, and I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but I just think that's neat. It's so wild. It's no, it's cool. so wild. And like the more I, the more I like, I hear about these things and like I, I think about them, like, also, I, I'm doing a lot of work on myself, right? Obviously, through the, the, the movements that I'm doing and the, the teaching that I'm, uh, I'm doing, like, I think about this and I feel like I get this higher level of information just because I'm attuning myself higher. But then I, I think about it, I was like, wait a minute, if the chakra system is our, you know, is a part of each center and then, you know, the spine and the strength of the spine has everything to do with where we're releasing all this energy and all that, all that, all that kind of thing, like, how is our scale relating to that music scale? Like we could attune ourselves higher where we can get access to higher pieces of information where we can use that information to not only help ourselves, but to help our environment, which has ripple effects on like crazy levels, or we can basically devolve or get our system out of tune. And you go lower on that spectrum. You're going to find a plethora of negative information. But like I, I said, the more that we could attune and the higher levels of vibration we can seek, the better it's going to be for us as far as like higher levels of seeking. But then that's where agency comes in. If we don't take that knowledge or information and apply it, then it does us no good. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Or, I, or did I lose you? No, no, I, I get you. No, I, I get where you're going with it, man. And, and, and this funny thing, the scary thing is that a lot of this information has been around for multiple of years, but it's only, kept, it's only be kept for certain groups of people. And that's why you're seeing a huge shift in the world now where things are going with information, data, you know, information being spread at, at speed. You're mm -hmm. sitting, more people are being able to get this information um, and use it. And I think that's what the beautiful thing is, like you said, is finding more people that we can come and do these talks and talk about this and influence people on a positive level um, and share them this information of higher being, higher self, you know, and being able to win on multiple levels because it's always been there. It just hasn't been accessible the way we can access it now. Absolutely. And when we come together, me, you, Alexis, other people like that, like it, it shoots us even more. It, yeah. Not us particularly, but this information, this energy, it magnifies. I well, and, I, and I will say a lot of this stuff is ancient knowledge, right? Stuff that's coming from thousands of years ago yeah. that our western western culture is actively denied totally. so and there's all sorts of other issues mixed in there but it's just interesting what we're rediscovering definitely exactly. definitely anthony what are your thoughts on psychedelics on psychedelics so i haven't done too much actually the one thing i did do for the first time um back in july i did ayahuasca you did you so you did nothing and then you went and jumped to ayahuasca jumped into ayahuasca Jeez so i've Christ. yeah Explain. man talk to me a little bit about that i just felt that um it's, it's it's weird because this is i'm gonna tell you this is how i 
I've always felt and I've always thought in my thought process. Um, I've always felt that when it comes to certain ex- external things, mm-hmm. they can do good for you or they can do bad for you. It's totally. all in your, your mind and how you put that into effect and how oh. your thought process is working and the healthiness of your mind. And I feel that you need to be somewhat in a healthy mind state to be able to access this correctly. Totally. And I just felt too, like at certain times too, like with certain things, I just felt like this wasn't for me at the time, or this wasn't for me at that time. I don't, you know, I just felt like I didn't want this with my mindset where I was at the time. And then what really got me with ayahuasca was where do you do it? it I did it in LA. Okay. In LA. Um, and it was more of a calling. I kept hearing it more and more. Mm. I kept, I kept, I dreamed about it two, three times. Um, and I know, yeah. And I know part of the, the, you know, the whole thing where, you know, in your sleep too, you're releasing small dosages of, well, they say of DMT, they say, they say, but we can't really, we can't really prove it in humans just yet. I don't think. Yeah. I know it's with, what is it, with the animals? In um, rats for sure. In rats. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, I've, I've more felt it pulling to me and it felt more positive than when I would hear about it before about people. You got to try this. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. I felt a negative energy energy towards it and i've always been since young even when i didn't believe in a lot of this stuff as i started believing more now in the past few years i've always was sensitive to energy and i've always could feel energy and i've always felt close to it and i've always felt like callings towards something and it's weird but i've always felt since i was young and it was weird because I was always like worried that i wasn't gonna be something or do something to be able to be considered proud by my family or do, you know, and I've always felt like, am I doing the wrong thing? Am I off? You know, I don't have a college degree. I don't have this. I'm getting out of high school. I don't know what's up. You know, I was a decent student, but I did always feel that in life I was going to do something big and I still have that feeling, you know, and it's just like that energy, dude, I've always had that energy since young and I've always listened to my energy and I've always, and I felt that at the time when people were telling me do the ayahuasca, do it. I felt a negative tied to it and I didn't want to do it on a, on me feeling a negative tie to it. And then after a few months I started hearing it in a different way and I started feeling good about it. And then it more and more and more and more. And then when I got to LA, it just popped up, it popped up, the opportunity popped up. And you know what? Like it was one of those things that just came out of me and I'm like, Oh, I'm ready for it. Like I didn't have to think about it. My, I just like, I'm ready for it. Like my body was, my mind was just like, yeah, I'm ready for this. I want, I'm ready to experience this, but I'm also ready to experience this because I didn't feel like I wanted to escape from something because I didn't want to escape from anything. I wanted to experience this because I wanted to see what else was out there in the universe. And usually you know, like, like that's what happens when you, when you want to do something like that. Like you have bigger questions that you want to ask. And like usually DMT or psychedelics in general, MDMA, psilocybin, they deliver on those things. And sometimes like it's not what you want to hear and it could equal a negative experience. That's why what you were saying, set setting, your, your own set and setting psychologically is imperative to having a positive experience or a beneficial experience nonetheless. So dive deeper into what your experiences was was like how i mean how long did it last what what did you get from it and all that definitely so um we did it in a small group setting which was really cool we did it with us about six people my girlfriend was there too it was her first time um i actually tell you it was really interesting because 
the reason we went to LA was because her stepdaughter, her dad, her dad lives out in LA. Me and him are super cool. Me and him get along like crazy. He's always actually messaged me. I'm messaging awesome. him. Super healthy. cool guy. Um, healthy relationship. He's actually getting married now. His girlfriend, his fiance was out there too. And his fiance actually practices. She helps teach and take people through ayahuasca ceremonies. And they Beautiful. invited a huge ayahuasca, um, um, I forget what the shaman yeah. um, to come, to come in and teach it and give it to her. her name was Tara. She was really cool people. Um, and supposedly, you know, they were telling me stories how they've worked with like Elon Musk and some of these other really cool people. And I was like, Holy crap, you know? So it was a really interesting, cool experience. And I just felt safe around it because I felt like, you know, this had the experience. I'm with my girlfriend. I'm with, I felt the energy was so positive. I'm like, man, how many people can say that, you're here with your girlfriend, you're doing with her ex and his fiance. And then they had one of their friends there and they brought the shaman. They flew the shaman in from, I think, Colombia. Cool. And it was like, the experience was very mothering. It was a very mothering experience. Um, it felt like it was, it, for me, I didn't see as much. I more, I would, I want to say I felt and I heard certain things. Mm -hmm. I saw, I saw a few little things. Um, and it was actually, uh, it was just interesting the way that things were flowing in through there, um, the way that I would see other people's reactions and, you know, in a good way, not in a bad way, but just the way I would see the other people um, doing things and acting out and, you know, me and my girlfriend, the way that we were acting out together and talking. Um, and I felt like just everything felt safe. I, felt, I think everything felt safe at, 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 during that time. And it was a good energy. But then it was weird too, because I had this one part of the time where, we were all on it. I think we were, we had drank up to four cups. Um, it took me about two and a half to kick in. And then on the fourth one is when I felt it the most. And we, there's a time where we laid down, we closed our eyes. We were probably all fell asleep for about half an hour, 40 minutes and woke up. And then we had a time where me and her, me and her ex just went outside by, we did it at his place. We went outside by his fire pit. We were talking and it was crazy because like, he was that he he loves this stuff. He knows a lot of he's done ayahuasca like sixty times. Sixty? Sixty times, like about sixty wow. times. Wow. Um yeah, and we were going into deep conversations and he was telling me about like and it was crazy, he was talking about like how the fire speaks truth and we're literally by the fire pit and every time we he would say something, I would say something that was like truthful and high energy, the the fire would do a vortex and like spin. <laughs> and he said that the fire it's like um the natives, like they say the the what is it called like the the grandfather or like the fire god you know or the grandfather the the of the of the you know the, the ancestors they're speaking through the fire and they know you're speaking truth and as you speak truth the fire will do a vortex and it was just so crazy because we're on this and he's telling me this and this shit is happening we're getting on deeper level stuff and then like it was just crazy crazy the experience but then it was weird at the same time because there was this moment where his dog, he had his dog, um, German Shepherd. And it was so funny because there were times where he was just barking. He would run to the backyard, to the front door, to the everything. He would bark like crazy, going nuts. And he's like, I don't know why he's getting like that. He just doesn't get like that. And then the dog would come in and he'll do rounds and he'll check on everybody. He'll tap his head on me, tap his head on my girlfriend, tap his head on everybody, leave, circle the house and hear him like panting. So I was just like, I don't know if maybe we were such in a good state that something else wanted to interrupt with our good Dude, state. Dogs he was definitely sense something. I'm telling you. Dude, they, sense, they sense energy. Crazy. I'm pretty sure they do. 
dude, like that, that's, that shit got to me. Like, I was like, okay, something is trying to interfere with our good state and our good vibes right now. And it was like, at one point I felt like in the pitch black of his backyard, like there was something there that kept wanting to pull me over there. And I was just like, can't not go over there. There's not anything good for me over there. And I remember that. That gives me goosebumps. Went, my whole body just went in goosebumps right now. Dude, my hairs are, my hairs are up. And I literally went inside. When he went inside, he's like, yo, you want to get a little bite? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we went inside and his dog stood by the sliding glass door. And he was just looking out the window and he put his head down. And then I, something made me want to walk to the window and I stare out the window, the sliding glass door. And I kept feeling like this weird energy trying to pull me over there. Oh, and his dog, his dog just starts going, hur, 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 like letting me know, like, don't look over there. Don't my go over there. My demons over there. Some shit. Dude, it was insane. And it was like the shaman later, she tells me, she's like, she's like, oh, I've been going through everybody. And she was like, like my girlfriend told me like the energy the shaman felt from her she's they, my um, her her um, ex name is damien he told me what the shaman and she told me she's like you have a really interesting energy to you you have this she's like it's good it's good energy it's not, she goes but it's really interesting and i can't put my i can't pinpoint it she's like i can't pinpoint it but it's like an energy she goes it's an energy that i haven't really i don't think i've come across it yet um and i'm trying to figure it out and that like left me like mind blown i was like what the fuck? <laughs> i was so do like you feel like do you feel like there's anything that's like untapped or there's something that you haven't gone or or like you haven't admitted to yourself that's that's bothering you in a sense do you feel like there's any sort of like negativity that comes from it or a manifestation of something that's not so positive um when i when you mean saying from that experience or just like, or just like, and I mean, no. obviously, it's a, per, it's a pretty personal question, and I, yeah. and I don't mean I don't necessarily need no, you not, if you don't feel comfortable. But like, do you feel like there's an area in your life where you're just not like fulfilled with that's causing some sort of trauma inside that you didn't want to confront at that moment in time? So I would, I would have to say it was. It's really interesting that you said that, but I was trying to figure out with myself because I've worked a lot with myself and I've been able to deal with a lot of my big, um, what you would call like affecting um all the moments or traumas yeah and um for me i you know the only thing i can think of right now that lingers in my head but it's not really like a and it's just because of how i how i am as a as where i want to get to success for me it's just like um i'm always trying to get to the next level so i'm always trying to outbe my last level so i don't feel satisfied until i get to the next level that's the only thing i can pinpoint that maybe could have been an effect on me but as far as like something huge 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 at that moment or now that it's left me thinking i know sometimes they tell you with ayahuasca of you start finding answers a week or two after you've done it yeah um and when you go back to your regular life that you might start seeing little shifts um i've got to say for me as far as like little shifts that i've seen i think i've been able to just seen see certain things a little more clear than i didn't before maybe that could have been it um maybe like also to like being a little more patient for the things that I might've not been so much more patient for before. I noticed that too. Like I'm a super patient guy, like super patient, like arguments, super patient. If something happens, I'm super patient. But when it comes to technology, dude, dude, I blow, like I'll lose. Like if my <laughs> phone freezes, I'm like, why is it frozen? Like you have one, you have one job to do. Why are you acting like this? You're a thousand dollar iPhone. That's not even a year old. Why are you freezing up on me? I'm with you. I'm with you. But that shit takes me off for like a computer. So it's like weird because like technology shit, I'm like, 
you're only supposed to do one task. Like, you know, and I would get frustrated. Or like, there's been times I grab my phone and I'll throw it. And it's just like, why am I acting like, you know, and after, and even before I was working on it, but I never fully mm. was working on it to the level that I was working on after that. And I felt like I've been a little more patient with that area as far as like, okay, if it freezes, I'll get upset that I'm like, put it to the side, chill out. Don't let this ruin your state. You know, don't let this ruin your day. You have so much more important things to focus on. Don't let this get you in a bad mood. Put it aside. It's going to start working in a few minutes. And that's what I've just been doing. So I feel like on just things like that, I've been a little more patient on those little things that bother me and just being a little more, um, seeing things a little more clear. Um, I would say after that experience, that's what I got from it. Um, we're actually going to do it again in um, LA. We're actually going to go to their wedding and they're going to have a, 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 a four day ayahuasca ceremony um for the wedding and oh, they're gonna wow. have what a way to infuse yeah. a whole bunch of emotion jesus dude <laughs> they're gonna have two two shamans out there um it's gonna be interesting i i'm excited to go back and try it's gonna be in joshua tree so that experience is gonna wow. be really cool out in the desert so yeah man i'll i would love to come back on another time and share that experience i would love to have you on <laughs> so that we could chat about that now i've only had experience with dmt one time and it was just a hit of dmt from a vape pen and like the like it just shoots you out of, it just shoots you out of a cannon right like have you ever done have you ever done psilocybin or lsd no so like at a heightened point of psilocybin like when you're you know when it's when you're in the middle of a trip like I would say DMT is like the highest point of a mushroom trip, but for like eight minutes, 10 minutes, depending on how much you take in. And like, I'm not, maybe I didn't do enough of it, but I got to this point where the only, like the real knowledge that I got up from everything was, yo dude, cause I'm, I'm much like you. Like I want to get to the next level. I want the next thing, the next thing, what's the next thing. And like, the biggest message that I got right away, which basically before I got back snapping up into normal reality was pump the brakes, dude. Everything is already happening at once. Like it's all already happened. So relax. And then I get out of it and I'm like, Oh wow. Oh my God. I feel amazing now. Like, it's just like, wow. Okay. And, 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 and the, the challenge next after something like that is how do you take that information and integrate it back into your day-to-day. That's the, that's the one thing that a lot of people don't necessarily talk about when they talk about psychedelics. It's how do you take the information that you extracted from these situations and integrate it and weave it back into reality, so to speak. And I feel like it's made me way more understanding to the journey and really loving the process as opposed to wanting to get to the next thing and the next thing. And, you know, take that for what it's worth. I, I do I agree. It's like anything we got to grab our learning lessons and we got to be able to uh, grab what we learned and start creating habits on how we can avoid doing these things again, or when these situations approach us or these times approach us, we have to learn how to confront them correctly or at least be able to, okay, I'm in a state of frustration. It got to me again, but realize, okay, it got to me. What do I need to do? Change that state, be aware, switch it off and let's go. You know, just yeah. being a little a more alert and quicker responding to it than letting it drag on. And it's just like awareness, that's awareness, you know, awareness. And then I also think like 
with, with all of that, it just portrays with anything, anything you do, anything in your life, your work, relationships, uh, you know, anything you do, you know, not just what we're focusing on, but it's just like, it's, it's crazy because when you start creating those habits again, you start, then you start seeing the success start to happen. You start seeing the hap, the more happiness and the good energy, um, shift from those experiences that you were having before from, from the, 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 the outcome that had happened before because you learned from it, you know, and it's like, that's one of the things I write all the time is, you know, apply what you learned, start doing what you learned. So when it comes again, you don't, you face it a different way or you know how to cross it or break through it and you're not going to let it affect you. And now when new outcomes come, you know how to face those outcomes stronger because you have the experience of having faced them before and learning from them, you know, and it's just like, it's a repeated thing. It's a repeated thing. It's a repeated thing. And it's just like, that's why people who are successful in a positive way, they're able to stay successful and keep getting successful because they know how to just keep climbing through that and breaking through that. And it's just a, it's a constant loop. Yeah. And yeah. You, only, you only learn from, from doing, I was just listening to a talk by David Epstein. He wrote this new book called, I think it's like breath. It's about how people who are generalists actually tend to outperform people who are specialists. Cause you've sampled all these things and you end up in the exact right spot, but you can't theorize your way out of all this stuff. You just have to do it and try it. Definitely. See what works. I agree. Definitely. Well, you guys, we can be talking for another. Days. Yeah, we can we can talk for a whole twenty four hours if we really let ourselves. <laughs> um, let's let's uh, like wrap it up here. Uh, Anthony Mendez, tell everybody uh, what the next thing is for you and where they can find you and get all your content. Definitely. So the next thing I'm working on is um, I'm coming out with my health and wellness programs. Uh, like I mentioned, probably sometime late October, early, early November should be the launch. The website should be launched by the end of next week. So you guys can, you know, check it out. I'll have my, you know, drop off your email if you like, you know, get some MendesFitnessPro.com or? So I have both. I have MendesFitness.com and MendesFitnessPro. They're linked together. So whichever one you type, type in, it's going to pop up. Okay. Um, I'm also currently working on a mastermind. I'm going to be calling it Fitness, Fitness Pros Unleashed. Um, that mastermind is going to be about, and I'm going to have my business, he's my business partner is going to be a guest speaker on it. I'm going to, we're going to talk about how to help fitness professionals or, and health professionals take their, their business, their networking, their social media game all to the next level and also teach them the realm of digital and how they can start getting their hands into that and why they need to create some, put some attention to that because there's a huge shift and we just want to be able to now impact other fitness professionals and health professionals through, you know, things that I've me and him have worked for, for my page and what I'm doing now. So that's one of the masterminds I'll be working on, um, with the fitness programs. And then, um, down the road, we're, we're going to be coming out with some other projects probably a year from now. Um, doing some more heavy stuff on digital fitness is we're, we're working the works with an investor. So, Hopefully, cross our fingers, it's going to happen. Um, Dude, good luck with everything. <laughs> thank you. And um, you guys can find me at Mendez Fitness. That's my Instagram, M-E-N-D-E-Z-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. -S. It's where I do a lot of my content. Um, I will be also putting more stuff on YouTube now. I'm creating the series. I have about six out. We're waiting to get about eight to ten. Then we'll probably start launching them out. Um, that's Mendez Fitness uh, Pro YouTube. And then I also have the Mendez Fitness YouTube. And you can email me at mendesfitnesspro uh, at gmail.com. And uh, before I, I jump off, I just, one thing I'd love to share with everybody um, is um, 
go out there every day and do something that makes you uncomfortable in a positive way, something that's going to affect you positively because uncomfortability is going to lead you to success. And doing that one new uncomfortable thing, whether it's small, medium, big, every single day, even if you know that it's something challenging for you, but you know it's going to help you in the long run, do it. Why? Because not only is it going to break your old routine, it's going to get you excited about something new. And sometimes people need something new to get them excited in the day. So doing something that you might be uncomfortable with is a new way to look at it. It's like, oh, I've never done that. So it's exciting to maybe see if, if this is something cool or what I'm going to get out of this. So do something uncomfortable every day because it, it's going to lead to success down the road and, and it's going to break that comfortability. So I, I just want to leave people off of that. Hey, man, I really appreciate your time and the knowledge that you dropped today. It was a real joy talking to you, and uh, I just appreciate all that information. Um, Alexis, let's leave everybody with your information as well. Oh, far less exciting than Anthony. So I'm at Alexis underscore Robertson on Instagram, and that's that's about it. I mean, you know, so when we podcasted before, I just mentioned how I just am doing the stuff that I'm passionate about, I'm interested in, but you know, I, I'm i not a fitness professional, so I do have that regular nine to five, but I take as many opportunities as I can to do new things and fun things and things like Anthony was saying that may maybe make me a little uncomfortable, but that introduced me to, to new people and new experience, experiences. And so I'll keep doing more of that. And I have a feeling, Danny, that we'll keep talking. So Definitely. I'm sure I'll be updating you about it. <laughs> Definitely, I can't wait to uh, interact with, obviously you, Alexis, we hang out. You know, I would I would say regularly. Like you're a regular. You come to the yeah. classes. We we shoot the shit. And I definitely want to podcast with you more because you just bring in a whole bunch of good information. And uh, Anthony, man, thanks again for coming on. And we'll uh, we'll touch. Uh, well, let's touch base right when your um, right when your uh, your workouts launch. Let's talk, touch base at end of October, early November, and uh, you know we'll reconvene then. All right. Sounds good. I truly appreciate you guys. And uh, it was great meeting you, Alexis. And hopefully we can connect down the road too. I'll, I'll definitely uh, give you a follow on Instagram and um, whatever sure. you guys need. If you guys have any questions or you guys want to do this again or do some other kind of content, just let me know. I'm always down. So, Dude, let's do it again soon, man. Thank you, Thank you so much for everything. And you guys all have a wonderful day. Thank you. You guys too. Beautiful. And that was the podcast, everybody. A great, energetic, lively podcast full of love and quality content. Uh, Anthony Mendez is somebody I will connect with again in the future 100%. As always, I'm connecting with Alexis regularly on Instagram, hanging out at my classes, working out at Steel Mace 101 in Oak Park. So if you're interested, check the show notes for Steel Mace 101 in Oak Park. Also, I do want to talk about Steel Mace. 101 workshop at on your mark studios in the west side of chicago october 26th at 11 a.m central standard time i'm excited to bring you a workshop that is going to be full of ways to approach the steel mace in a safely and effective way for yourself and or for your clients i love doing workshops because the connections made there are real and that is what goes on and has a positive effect the next week and the week after that and the week after that so There's a link to the show notes. There's a link in the show notes to that workshop. Big shout out and thank you to Anthony Mendez. Look him up on Instagram at Mendez Fitness because the dude is obviously full of knowledge and I can't wait to uh, collaborate with him again. Let's connect on Instagram. Follow me at Danny Cola Fitness. If you like what you heard today on this podcast, please like and share and rate this podcast because 
that's how this thing is going to grow and i can bring you more valuable content every week all the love in the world folks let's connect